Hi there, Celeste here, and welcome to I Support That. This podcast is for anyone who was tired of running the race that is life and needs a little sit down to regroup, rethink, and decide what the heck their next steps are going to be. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining in today. Let's get to the fun part, the beer. So On this episode, I have Radiant Dreams. It is a New England-style IPA, and it's by Sloop Brewing. And let's see. They are in... Okay, brewed and canned by Sloop Brewing Company, Hopwell Junction, New Jersey, and Hampton, New Hampshire. So 6.5% ABV, and it is also, it's an IPA, of course, with malted oats, flaked oats, Citra T90, and Citra Cryo. So let's see. I have tried to find more local beers, um, and I the bottle shop that I went to um, a couple of days ago really didn't have anything local that I hadn't had before. So I was a bit disappointed. (laughs) Um, But the employee there did recommend go um, a couple of breweries that I hadn't heard of. Apparently they're just like really new, you know, pop-up breweries and well, not pop-up, but they're microbreweries and they don't have a, distribution route yet. So you can only buy on premises. They, you know, very small batch stuff. So I plan to make a trip out to a few of those that he recommended and uh, make sure that I can bring my growlers with me because I think, I don't think they have uh, any sort of crowler system. So I should have some decent um, or a decent variety of local, local to North Carolina, I will say, um, uh, stuff to try. So let's go ahead and give this a try. That's like a dream in a can. It's just good. I mean, I'm probably biased because I love IPAs, but it's just good. You know, it's a, it's the, the IPA that you expect, you know, for New England, it definitely has some citrusy notes. I get more of orange than grapefruit, you know, um, in this, but it's really good. So let's go ahead and get into it. I'm going to just be, just throw this out here at the top of the show. There's so much going on in the world that it is, Um, I struggle between wanting to keep this a true time out from current events and, you know, just speak on, you know, um, some issues that we might have here and there or, you know, issues, society issues, relationship issues, but not really correlated or or not uh, time that with what's going on in the world. Excuse me, because the world has been a really ugly place, especially as of late. Oh, excuse me. Goodness, guys, we're going to one take this. So um, sorry about that. We're just going to plow through. Um, but so I struggle with 
wanting to get things off my chest and talk about it because it is impacting how I record. It is impacting how I feel uh, versus really keeping true to that safe space. Uh, so I am not going to, at this point in time, plan on discussing any sort of current events going on. Now, if there's lessons that we can kind of take from them or, you know, if somebody says, hey, like I, I this is going on in the world, but I really think this is a, an issue that I've been struggling with, then of course we'll maybe um, speak on the subject if it's something that I have any sort of knowledge on. But other than that, I do want to keep this place uh, out of the, the realm of current events. I want to be in our own little parallel universe in our bubble, just discussing uh, and, and helping each other come to some conclusions or even just considering a new point of view. So with that being said, I just want to talk about just pressures and expectations. And I really didn't think about this when I was younger. And I, you know, like I'm at the age where when I was younger, I thought people had it together. You know, like I am the adult. Holy crap, guys. I do not feel like an adult most days. Uh, I'm really goofy. I'm very child, childlike as far as very jovial and um, just fun and lighthearted. So it's like when you think about your teachers as a kid or, you know, your coaches and you're like, oh, they're, they're adults and they're big people. Holy crap. Like we, we're the big people now. So having that hit me more and more, the like year after year, the older that I get is very humbling. And, uh, it allows me to see things in a whole new light because I know, I don't feel like I'm in my 30s, and I certainly don't feel like I have it all together. And I don't, I, I assure you, I do not. But there is this pressure, and I I feel like some of it is society. I feel like some of it is self-pressure. And like I just feel like I should have some sort of roots placed down. I feel like like millennials, we are like the nomadic generation. Like we, a lot of my friends, I will say this, I won't say speak for the whole generation because of course I can't, I'm going to generalize things. But a lot of the people in my friend group don't really have roots placed down. So you either have the extreme and they have, they're the, they have families, you know, children, husband, wife, whatever, um, steady career, not going anywhere, family lives in the area, have have been here their whole lives, went to college like two cities away, and like that's this is where they're staying. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have excuse me, we have those like me who are no no children, um, no relationship as far as a romantic relationship. My family is not from here. Uh, my parents have since now relocated back to North Carolina, but my, like there, they'll be fine. Well, let me stop. They would not be fine if I moved. They would learn to be fine though. Um, my siblings are here now, but at this, but I don't feel like I have a 
like a loyalty to where I am as far as the state goes. Now, love my job, love my, you know, love the profession that I'm in. However, could I do this in another state? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I could do this in a number of other states. So it's just the, you know, making, you know, meaningful connections. And I, I have a great circle of friends here. But as I told you guys on a previous episode, I'm moving. <laughs> so um, I'm going to have to, you know, make new friends, which thank you guys so much for your suggestions. I had a couple people call me and one of my good friends mentioned, hey, find a home church and meet people at church. So I am going to explore that option a little bit more. But uh, getting back on track. So yeah, I'm, I'm picking up and I'm moving two hours away. And uh, that's still a day trip, but it's still a little ways away. But there, there, one of the reasons I'm able to do that is because while I have friends and I love them and I'll, and I'll miss them, there's not like a sense of I have to stay in this area. You know, I think when you have um, little people, you might want to, you know, stay in one area for them and for their stability and for your stability. And I have a little bit more freedom where I'm not bound to that. So on the one hand, I feel like, hey, like you should probably have some roots somewhere by now. But on the other hand, it's very freeing to know like I don't have to endure anything really, you know, if I'm, if I don't like where I'm at, I can just move, you know, if I don't like what I do, I can just find somewhere, something else, somewhere else, you know, the only logistical thing I'd have to work out is I have a dog and, uh, my, my poor little Tokyo, you know, if I took something overseas, I do not think he would be a happy camper, uh, flying overseas, but Aside from that, any place I can drive to, that's the only limitation that I that I see is just staying stateside. But it's just it it's got me thinking and and speaking to a few of my friends about like how do you guys feel like you know wh- where's home? We don't really feel connected to a place or a thing or a state. It's it's very odd, and I think that you know, especially with the housing market the way it is, um, uh, owning a home kind of keeps you stable for a while. And uh, my generation, some of us are in a position where home ownership, especially in some of the areas that we that we live in, uh, is not feasible at this point in time. All right, hang on, beer time, because this is really good. And there goes Tokyo. Um, but yeah, so home ownership is not feasible. We know this. We accept this at the moment. But that adds to the feeling like a nomad. You know, everybody asks, you know, you know, where's home? Or you, you, we all hear the cliches, home is where your heart is. Well, my heart isn't anywhere. So essentially, I'm homeless. Thank you. Um, that's not a great feeling, but it's but it's also full of possibilities. And I feel like it's not a great feeling because of the pressure that I'm putting on myself to have, you know, to have those markers. When we think about our parents and our grandparents, they had those markers. They got out of of primary school. You know, they got out of high school. They 
went to college or went to work. They got married. They had kids. They bought a house. They retired, you know, they uh, moved somewhere warmer after that. Like they, we had these really solid benchmarkers for like, as long as we can remember, like my, my great grandma was, you know, I, I had the honor of knowing my great grandma and those benchmarkers were, I got to, I got to see them. I got to, I got to see firsthand with great grandma, with my grandma, with my parents, how that cycle goes. And this is what you do at this age. And this is what you do at this age. And by this age, you should have that. And I, I feel like our generation kind of threw out the playbook. And I think that it's part of the way of the world, as far as what, you know, things we can't control, like, you know, economics. But I also think it's in part, we're kind of figuring it out for ourselves. We're not really subscribing to the timeline that uh, we have to do things by a certain time. So I, I feel like we're we're kind of the first generation that is facing this new age issue where we're having to benchmark our success by like happiness or by fulfillment rather than tangible objects or you know where we are what 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 we can check off on the the checklist of life so it, it's really it's it's different like there are so many conflicting feelings because on the one hand i am very traditional but on the other hand i'm really enjoying the like the new frontier like the wide open spaces but i also have it in the back of my mind that these wide open spaces, like you can't explore them your whole life because, you know, when, when I'm 50 and 60, I'm going to want something to show for it. I'm going to want something tangible. I'm going to want to see success manifest itself and in something or some things that are tangible and keeping that in mind. I think can be very limiting because I have this timeline in my head and I have this, well, not timeline. I have this like sand clock in my head and the sand is running out, but it really doesn't matter guys. So that's what I'm here to tell you. It doesn't matter. You are on your own timeline. I am on my own timeline. And the fact that I have been stifling myself because of pressure that may or may not exist is ridiculous. Um, don't don't do what I did <laughs> if you can avoid it. And if you are in the midst of doing what I did, just redirect, please. You know, uh, redirect, guys. It's not it's not a good life. It is as you could hear the the cycle that I was going down to kind of just let you guys peek into the the. Uh, carousel that I'm on, that's not a good, that's not a good cycle. It's not, it's not healthy to stay in that place and always feel like you're running out of time and you have to have something by a certain date. It's your life. Screw it. You know, no one is going to have your life after you and nobody has had your life before you. Do what makes you feel good. If you have goals, write those goals down, do what you need to do to benchmark and yourself and obtain those goals, but make your own timeline. It doesn't have to be what we've known. And I get that that is like such a, like a mind blow. 
and it has been for me as well, but that doesn't have to be our reality going forward. Where our, where our parents might've had graduate college, get married, buy a house, have children, you can have, get my bachelor's, get my master's, get my doctorate, you know, you can have, get my, ba- get my bachelor's, uh, study abroad for my master's or, hey, just, I want to work. I want to travel. You know, uh, I want to start a business. There's so many different ways that we can be fulfilled. And I think we have a little bit more options. And the fact that now that our blueprint has been like blown to smithereens, we were making our own way. And I think even our parents, and I'll speak for my, you know, my parents' conversations that I've had with them, they think it's kind of cool that, you know, I'm just out here working and trying to, you know, trying to make financially responsible decisions and trying to, you know, get a career that I feel like I can retire in. And my parents are really proud of me and, and, it wasn't the path that they took, you know, they obviously decided to have a family and I'm not knocking that, but my parents are completely okay that my path is looking a little bit different than theirs. And there's no pressure coming from them to follow the timeline. There's no um, derogatory statements as far as like, when are you going to give us a grand child and like my parents are 100% okay with whatever they get or don't get and i have to admit that that is a that's takes a little bit of that pressure off because i don't have it from my parents i have it from myself as far as you know make a decision settle down somewhere dang it you know but that's okay and i think i'll probably be in that state of going back and forth for a little bit of time in the future. And that's okay because that's the beauty of life. You live it and you experience it and just aspire to be happy. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, I feel like a nomad. I have uh, no roots as far as uh, that would hinder me from, from picking up and moving, you know, across the country And that is an incredibly comforting feeling sometimes because I feel trapped at times. Um, And I think trapped is probably the wrong word. I feel like if I want to move, I probably need to do that within the next like five years. So, um, but you know, as I'm sitting here talking to you guys about it, I don't need to put that timeline on myself. I can move in 10 years. You know, I can move whenever the the mood moves me as long as I have stable employment. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's very interesting ha- starting off with a circle that's life and through decisions you've made and choices you've, uh, choices you've made, you just chip away at it and you have this completely different shape and when it, it doesn't fit into anything, it's not nice, it's not neat, but it's yours. So own it. So anybody who's kind of in this very conflicting, confusing, in-between state, like I am, obviously, we're going to get through it. 
I promise you, we will get through it. And to all of my friends and to all of my listeners, well, you guys are my friends. To all of my friends, people, you guys who are empty nesters now, like you had your kids early, you had to endure your own challenges of growing up with your kids and the stigma that you may or may not have faced for being young parents. And now you're living your best empty nester life before 40 or at 40. Yes. I love it. I love it. And now you get to be nomads and you get to find out who you are outside of your children. And that is also beautiful. Uh, I think that that is really exciting because you've already, you've raised your little citizens of the world and now it's like back to you and you get to find out your identity outside of being a parent and the decisions that you want to make and things that you've put on hold because that, you know, out of your responsibility or sense of duty to raise your children. And now it could be all about you again. And I'm sure that that newfound freedom can be kind of scary too. Like you might not know exactly what to do with yourself and you might feel like you need a timeline of your own or a path of your own now that you can actually sit down and think about what you want and what you need and what's going to fulfill you without having to worry about keeping little people alive. And then I'm sure there's a little bit of added stress because now you have adults that are making their own decisions and you're still trying to be there as, you know, guidance for them and making sure that they understand they have someone to talk to. And then you learning that relationship with your children as young adults. So I, I'm not, not discounting that people who have children have to go through this on some level as well. That is all of that to say that. Um, But if you're in that situation too, like, let's just figure this out together, guys. You know, let's just make it great. Let's chase happiness. Let's, Let's chase fulfillment. And I'm sure that if we are number one, taking care of our mental health, number two, taking care of our bodies, and number three, really keeping whatever we value at the forefront of our decisions, I we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. There's no doubt in my mind that we're going to make it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this uh, crazy magical ride of the nomadic generation, the thoughts of a millennial nomad. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening. I cannot thank you enough. Again, uh, you have been awesome. I am going to open up the chat with a question. Um, Not sure what I'm going to ask. Probably something like, um, yeah, I'm not sure, but I won't keep you while I try to figure it out. So I will uh, let you all go. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day and that you guys are staying safe out there. All right. This has been I Support That and I'm Celeste. Thank you.